You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 119, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, Jesus has purpose for you right in the season you are in. His purpose for you isn't far away, like a carrot dangling way off in the distance. It's right here, right now, right where you are. And joining me on today's show is Caroline Sumlin. Caroline is a wife and a mama to two. She is a full-time special education teacher by day and a growing entrepreneur by night. She's the founder of Designed Intentionally, a faith-based day planner that helps you plan each day intentionally for Christ so that you can fulfill his purpose for you. Caroline's passion is to help women fall deeply in love with Jesus, learn how to live solely for him and uncover their kingdom. Now on today's show, Caroline's going to share You actually have to schedule time with God and you actually have to plan for and schedule the things he's telling you to do. The purpose that God has for us is directly connected to our broken past. He's going to talk more about that as well as we cannot fulfill our God-given promise until the one thing we desire more than anything else is Jesus himself and so much more. So welcome to the show, Caroline. Wow, thank you so much for having me. What an amazing introduction. Oh, you're so welcome. I always love to have a bit of a, you know, good beat in in, uh, all of my shows, actually, and this one in particular, because, you know, I think a lot of what we're talking about is so important and such a great reminder for all of us, uh, as well as, of course, Christian entrepreneurs. So I love that you're able to to share your insights uh, with us. So tell me, what was it that inspired you to create designed intentionally with of course this is a faith-based day planner was it something that you saw was a gap that you needed yourself and therefore thought you know what there's nothing out there in the market I'm going to create it or what was your journey that's exactly what it was I was literally sitting on my couch Um, I've always been a planner person like I've always lived and breathed by a planner since I was in the fourth grade and they handed me a planner in elementary school so that's always been my mindset Um, And I was sitting on my couch in a very overwhelming season of my life where um, as a new wife, I had just gotten married. I had jumped back into my second year of teaching, which teaching in itself is very overwhelming. And when you're in those first years, it's even three times more overwhelming. And I also had just become a stepmom. And I was trying to be all the things and be extremely perfect. And I remember just sitting on my couch in this puddle of overwhelm, looking for a perfect planner to get my life together um, and wondering why I was feeling in the moment, even though I was overwhelmed with the things, my spirit was empty. My, mm. my spirit was hadn't been connecting with God like I used to. I, w- I was missing that. Um, and it was because I had let life and the busyness of life just completely take over and take the place of the Lord. And so I remember sitting there and I just heard from God. I was like, you're not focusing on me. You're, Mm -hmm. you're writing down and figuring out all the things you think you need to do. 
you've prioritized all these things in your life. Who told you you needed to have the perfect dinner cooked? Who told you you need to be focusing on um, whatever other little things that I thought that were important at the time? I'm not sure because it was a couple of years ago now. Um, and I, at that time, I wasn't living for him. And that was my my passion and something that I had committed to do years ago. And then I lost that in the midst of that. And so I remember look, thinking to myself, what if I had a planner? Like I, I was looking for planners online. I was looking for a perfect planner in my overwhelming moment. I was like, maybe my planner should, yeah, maybe I should. It says my to-do list right here. I was looking at this planner I had in front of me and I was like, that's the problem. It says me. Yeah. And so I literally crossed that out and I wrote, God's to-do list. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I'm sure there's a planner out there. So I started to search for Christian day planners and I saw a bunch of planners that had like verses on them, but it was just a planner. Mm. I didn't see anything that pointed me to Jesus every day. And so within about 30 minutes, God had given me a vision. I started taking out pieces of paper. I started drawing with pencil and just making something. And I look, held up to my husband. I was like, look, mm-hmm. I'm going to create a planner. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it happened. It was just, yeah, it, it came from a need, a huge need that I needed. <laughs> yes, I love that. And you know, what happens when we allow God and actually listen to what he speaks in our lives? Your husband's probably thinking, you went in to, to plan and, and try and reduce your overwhelm. You're coming out with another idea. And it's like, yeah, but this idea is one that is divinely um, yes. uh, spoken. So talk about uh, having to actually schedule time with God. This is so important because often you'll hear all of it. Well, no, we will hear it or us say or ourselves say, oh, I need to find time to do that, need to find time to do that. And we're always finding time, need to find time. But I think something that you've now reminded us of, which is so important, if something's important to us, we will find the time to do that. And you've said we have to schedule time with God and you actually have to plan for and schedule the things that he's telling you to do. Speak more about that. And maybe even when you started to do that yourself, what did you notice about that feeling of overwhelm and not being ever able to catch up? What were some of the things that you noticed the difference? such a good question I've noticed such a huge difference in my life it's it, in fact it's it's like I, I compare it to exercising right when we always talk about oh I need to I I can't find time to exercise and or people talk about not being able to find time to eat healthy any any habit that we want to develop actually requires proper planning to be able to develop it and that includes our time with Christ but what we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to put that at the end of our day or at that not, not even at the end of our day is not necessarily a bad thing but we tend to schedule everything else and then see where we can fit Jesus in Mm. instead of scheduling time with Jesus first and then putting everything else around that Mm. and what I mean by scheduling time with Jesus first I mean scheduling it first on your planner or in or whatever you use to to plan your day it may not be first in the morning because for Mm. me it's not Mm -hmm. but I put that first in my schedule I write it down that time I'm committing to 2 p.m. or I'm committing to 7 p.m. or whatever that looks like for me. Mm-hmm. And then I can plan other things around that. So I know that that is that time that I have dedicated. Um, because you're absolutely right. We don't, we don't, we don't find time to do anything. We make time. Mm. That's the thing. We make time. And Jesus is our number one priority. So we should always be making time for him, number one. Mm. And we spend our time. We shouldn't be letting time spend us. And that's what I was doing. I was letting time just spend me. Mm. And I was like, what, like, where is the time always going? And because of that, I was so thirsty for God. Mm -hmm. And now that I have learned to schedule my time with Jesus first, 
every and, and actually I don't even say every single day. Sometimes I do it a week in advance. I'll look at my entire week mm-hmm. and I'll go through every single day in my planner and I'll say, okay, well Wednesday looks like this. So here I'm going to schedule this time now so that mm-hmm. I know when I open my planner to Wednesday. Oh, that's right, I scheduled it for noon because mm-hmm. I should have a lunch break at that time or whatever that looks like for me. Um, it just makes it so easy. I, I don't have to think about it when that mm-hmm. day comes, mm-hmm. you know, because we, when we're when we're planning and scheduling as a reactive thing instead of a proactive thing, then we're more stressed out. Mm-hmm. And then when we actually get to that time with Jesus, are we really focused or are we thinking about all the other things that we need to get back to doing? Yeah, you know what I mean? so important. And one of the things that I found when I started to do that, and, you know, we are commanded to seek first the kingdom of God. When we start doing that intentionally, not only do we in ourselves feel, uh, you know, that things flow so much more smoothly. I think, yes, we can still have issues and challenges that that uh, we need to face. But for me, I know that I've seen, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about this too, but I've seen that I'm able to handle it better. I can think more clearly. And also too, opportunities that in a lifetime I would never have had the opportunity um, to achieve or secure, let me say, uh, have happened because you know of circumstances that he is then working behind the, the scenes and I've noticed that that happens it's almost like well you're scheduling time with me that's a commitment that we are you know being intentional about and then that's when he steps forward too that's what I've found in my business too have you found that to be true for you as well Yes, I absolutely have. There's so much more wisdom. There's so much more peace. There's just, he is our everything. And when Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do things myself without having filled up with my savior, I'm a hot mess. Mm -hmm. I'm a hot mess. And I'll sit there knowing I'm a hot mess. And then I'll be mad at myself for being a hot mess Mm -hmm. and knowing I should have done it the way that I should have been doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. but no, you're so right. Like Mm -hmm. what we, he calls us to seek him first for a and then everything else will be added unto us. When we're not seeking him first, then everything else is not going to be added unto us. That is so important. Mm. Plus, um, I know that I look at my spirit as like a like a gas, like a um, a tank of gas in your car, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, our spirit tanks are going to deplete constantly. They're not going to last a whole week. We can't go to church on Sunday and think that that's going to be our gas tank being filled for the whole week. We need to constantly be refilling that. And so if I'm if I'm operating on E in my spirit, then everything else around me is is crumbling. Yeah. I have to fill my spirit back up in order for me to have an ease throughout the rest of the day. Mm. Something that uh, you've said, and I've mentioned it in the introduction, but let me repeat it because I'd love for you to dive further into this. The purpose that God has for us is directly connected to our broken past. This is so true. And how many people I've spoken that are now helping others to overcome challenges and struggles that they themselves have gone through. And it's through the grace of God and through really leaning on him that they've now been able to create the strength and and, and shaped their character to be able to support others if we remain connected to him because otherwise we allow the the enemy to continue to poke 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 us and he often will because he knows exactly where our trigger points are and he'll bring situations and circumstances and that maybe that family member that just has to open their mouth and then all of a sudden you know there it goes speak speak more about this because i think for many of us this can be 
the saving grace that finally we can forgive, move on and really start to step into the fullness and wholeness of who he really has destined us to be through him, of course, through Christ. That's so good. Um, so personally, um, I realized that this that your purpose comes from your broken past when I realized as God was shaping my purpose, how directly connected it was to my past because um, I grew up thinking that I was actually a mistake. Mm. Like I was worthless. Like I didn't have a place on this planet. I was, and because practically speaking, I technically was, see, I'm adopted. Mm. So technically it was a mistake. Me too. I am with you there. Abandoned, rejected. (laughs) A lie, lie, lie. (laughs) But Exactly. Exactly. And so that's, that was literally what happened to me. Not only was I adopted, but before I was adopted, I was abandoned. Mm. I was rejected. I was neglected. So all of those things and then coming into, I was adopted in, in such a beautiful story of my adoption, but even still being adopted, you can still feel constantly like, well, I wasn't really meant to be here. It's going to be a lie that the enemy is going to feed off mm. of you for the rest of your life. I still deal with it today. However, how interesting is it that my passion has become helping women to uncover their purpose and uncover mm. the fact that their purpose is right there? Because mm. that hindsight that um, we were always able to have, you know, such a clear hindsight. And when I look back and ask God, like, okay, can you make this a little bit clearer for me? In hindsight, he showed me, hey, I had to bring you through this broken past. You had to mm. feel these feelings of brokenness in order to relate to that person who feels like they don't have a purpose in order for you to show them that their purpose um, lies in me. Mm. So it's a direct connection. And I'm so grateful for that hurt. In that brokenness, because it is literally what God used Mm. that what the enemy meant for for my bad, you know, and he used for my good instead and for his glory in his kingdom. Yes, so, so true. You know, something else that I'm starting to recognize as well is that absolutely how our lives start off can really determine um, if we're not depending, where are we getting our food, our daily food and, and filling up, as you say, so beautifully our tank from, and if it's from the enemy and if we're not speaking life and truth, which we know that we get from his word and through his word and it's through that deeper connection with him, the enemy's able to, to, to speak, you know, lies to us. Something else too, I think sometimes people will often have circumstances. They will make decisions which in hindsight they realise that was not the best decision at all and circumstances can mean they may end up in jail or whatever. And then the enemy can often speak lie and shame onto their life. And here's what I want to just share, and I'd love for you to share a bit into this too if you feel that you'd like to do so, is that in that shame we can often allow ourselves to think, well, you know what, my life is just a complete mess. I I am a mess and and not really realise that through Jesus, because his death on the cross, we are forgiven. That shame, we can leave at the cross, every single one of us, no matter what our circumstances, what we have done. Uh, you know, if we were to compare stories, I'm sure, not that we're going to, but everyone has a situation that they think, mm, wish that hadn't happened. But you know what? We are right. forgiven. We are loved. And no matter what has happened, there is always a purpose. And, and I've had uh, conversations with people that are now speaking truth and love and hope 
into people's lives that they have gone through and struggled through these circumstances, but it completely transformed their life. Speak a bit more about that because, again, this is where the enemy can, can uh, try and do harm and bring shame and all sorts of other, you know, in real negative emotions that keeps people stuck from recognizing that there is a purpose, whatever that is, that God has uh, for their lives, yes? Absolutely. And you know what? I realized um, what it's it's something that I've struggled with and still struggle with today. Um, and sometimes I, I end up turning my relationship with God into like, OK, I have to please you so mm. that you'll love me more. And it's it's a lie of the mm. enemy. And um, and I've realized, well, two things I've realized. One, it, it does come with it comes with time. I want to encourage those that struggle with, I should say, say feeding into the lies of the enemy or maybe Mm. not even being able to recognize right away that it is a lie of the enemy when they fall into the trap of shame Mm. it comes with time it comes with the relationship with christ deepening and building every single day and our relationship with christ is going to be a lifelong journey and it's Mm. never going to be perfect so no matter if you look at somebody who's a pastor and has been just they look like they've got it perfectly together they're still going to struggle with the enemy just like somebody who was just saved yesterday is going to struggle with the enemy so I just want to encourage those to understand like it's mm. it's not going to be perfect like it's okay if you struggle with that because God is going to come find you mm. he is going to move mountains to get to you he will come and meet you where you are so you don't have to strive to even like figure out like okay well is the enemy lying you don't have to do that work like you said he died on the cross he paid it he paid for it. Mm. So while you're sitting there in your brokenness, well, our weakness, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So be weak. Mm. Be weak. Let yourself be like, Jesus, this is how I feel. Yes. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. I feel the shame. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's going to come in. I learned once when I was getting out of a very not so good relationship that in order for God to come in and heal me, I had to get on my knees and literally have the weakest moment of my life. Mm. And I'm that kind of person that likes to hold that in because Mm -hmm. I was ashamed. You know, I didn't want to feel that. I didn't want to admit what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I let it all go. I'm talking just snot everywhere, tears, (laughs) the whole nine yards. That cry that, yeah, every (laughs) single, (laughs) yeah. Okay, I think like, oh, I think we can on something that you said, and I think beautifully aligns with what you've said. You know, sometimes as a parent, and the expectations that we can put on ourselves, and I think women can just absolutely fall into this trap. We can often feel guilt that we can't do everything. You know, yes, we could be superwoman, but why? Why would we stretch ourselves so thin that at the end of a day or a week or a month, we just have no energy or gas in that tank? to even nurture ourselves and I think that's so important and being able to say no or say not yet that this is not a season in my life that I'm able to take that on so we end up you know feeling guilty we may say no but then we carry all this guilt around is that we just need to release that because I think um, when we are looking for this is the lesson I learned when I look for external validation through success achievements all of that it falls short. I mean, I've won awards in the career industry for the resume writing and all of that kind of stuff, but it was empty. It was a fleeting, hey, that's fantastic. But when I started to align myself that no matter what I did, um, my self-worth is not in who the world says I am, not even who I say I am, but who God, the creator of the universe, says who I am in, in through him, that is where, you know what, I'm just going to continue to um, to, to just 
share that about myself or remind myself of who I am in that. And that made a huge difference for me because we can tend to put our bar or expectations like up here and we'll never achieve it. We'll never feel good enough. Have you found that true for in, in your oh, circumstances? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or is it just me? <laughs> no, it's not just me. That is me all the time. And mm. it's unfortunately our society is no help, right? Yeah. We, are, we are now in a society of constant comparison and everything is out there in the open. And you log on to Instagram and there's always people to compare yourself yeah. to. Um, something that my pastor told me in premarital counseling um, that um, my I, it's a their husband and wife combo. So my the, the wife told me that the husband told her. So just yeah. to <laughs> explain that was he always would tell her, um, babe, who told you that you had to do all of those things. Mm. Let's go to the Bible. Where in the Bible does it say that you have to be perfect? Where does it say that you have to be super woman or super mom? Anywhere? Mm. No. So you're listening to the world telling you have to be all these things. Nowhere and no one's telling you that. And mm. the thing about it is, think excuse me, the thing about it is even the people that are most important to us, like for example, our our kids, right? Or mm. our spouses. They're not telling us that we have to be all that. Even mm -hmm. my husband says, I never expected you to do X, Y, and Z. You said you expected that. So we're putting mm -hmm. it on ourselves, you know, and that is not at all what God is is asking of us. He just mm -hmm. wants us to love him. He just wants us to worship him. Mm -hmm. and, and, when, and when you can just let go of all that else and just know that we are created to worship him and we are created to just live that purpose that he has for mm -hmm. us, nothing else matters. Yes, yes. Here, I love the last point that uh, you wanted to share some insights around because I can absolutely relate to this too. We cannot fulfill our God-given purpose until the one thing that we desire more than anything else is Jesus himself. So for me, and I'd love for you to share yours, when I recognized that success and significance what was not what I was achieving but rather have my focus not be on that but rather on what he said and who he says that I was, did everything, you know, the just that stress you know, and that never being enough just kind of crumbled away. What have you noticed when you really started to uh, shift your focus so that your whole purpose and, and meaning really was to, to, to love him, as you've said, and, and uh, continue to spend time in the Bible and in his living word? What have you noticed a, a difference in, in your outlook? Absolutely. Well, I realized that I was always wondering, why can't I hear God? I was always wondering it. Like I, like I, I really thought that like I, you know, could just what's the word I'm looking for? Just be a follower of Jesus, like mm -hmm. without reading my word. I don't know why I thought that, but I just did <laughs> because I was. I would always be praying and saying, God, like you know, I just wanna. What is my purpose, God? Like just tell me what it is. And I was because I was in a season of life where I was really frustrated with where I had ended up and mm. felt like I had no purpose as usual. So. Um, and I kept praying and asking and praying and asking for wisdom and this and that. And I was just, I couldn't hear him. I was like, what is going on? And it was because I wasn't seeking him first. I wasn't desiring him. Mm -hmm. And God was like, until you learn that I, I want you to want me for me, mm -hmm. not for a purpose that I can give you, not for anything else. I would delight to give you all those things, but I just want you to want me for me and love me for me. Mm -hmm. And so I had to work on falling in love with Jesus just for who he was. And I started to just to just focus on the relationship, like mm -hmm. almost like I was dating him, like he was my new boo mm -hmm. and we were just gonna hang out together. And until and when I started doing that, then slowly I, I started to be able to hear him more. 
I started to have that peace that I was looking for. And he started to reveal things to me. He gave me even more spiritual abilities, supernatural abilities. But so all of that can happen, but it's going to happen, I don't say as a reward, but as a result of mm. us loving and desiring him first. But he should always be number one. And then it comes so naturally too. Mm-hmm. It just happens mm. when he gives that to you, that wisdom, that peace, that purpose, that whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think in, in, in that journey too are so many um, character shaping and character building aspects to that. Because I know for many of us who are very driven, um, the word impatient can sometimes be one that is kind of like, well, can, we, can we speed that up a little bit? You know? And it's kind of like, no, it's on my time. So I think in that too, a great reminder for us is that we need to get to that time where, or that stage where we really do long and love to be in his word, to read the word. And sometimes it may be a couple of verses or listening to worship songs as you're, you know, as, as, as you're going about your day. All of those different things just become a part of uh, your day and your approach. And it's not till, or what I found anyway, till you actually get to that stage where you long for that rather than saying, okay, all right, got five minutes, all right, what am I, you know, just that approach, then you start started to notice things have happening. It, we can't always put a time limit on it, even though I'm sure we would all love to. Is have you found that to be true too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love what you said about like you know, making it a part of your day, mm. and it's it's not about like you know. Yes, we have to schedule our time with Jesus because the enemy is going to use like the distractions of the world to try mm. to distract you from that time. But as you are scheduling it and things of that nature, um, like that scheduling that time in the word, but you're right. Like it becomes so embedded in your day that you're constantly walking in the spirit. Like my whole entire goal is just every single day. How can I walk in the spirit more? How can I be in tune with Jesus more? How can I, how can I just talk to him more? How can I feel him more? That's my desire. And it, it didn't happen right away. I kind of had to learn and know Jesus more. The more I got to know him, the more I fell in love with him, the more mm. I desired him. And now when I haven't spent like X amount of minutes in the presence of him, like, I feel like I have to get back there. <laughs> like you just, you're literally thirsty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that thirst develops just like it is when you fall in love with your spouse, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the more you get to know somebody, the more you want to be around them. It's the same thing with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just like what you said about like it becoming like a little part, not to the point where like I have five minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. Jesus time, go. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's not a religion. It's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a to-do list. Like, yes, I'm talking about scheduling things in a planner, but it's not, it's not to, to make it like, okay, Jesus, I scheduled my time with you. Check. I did it. Do you see that I did that? God, did you see that? It's <laughs> You've not, got five minutes. Not what what do you is. want to tell me? <laughs> Exactly. That's not Hold that thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, everything that you've said is just so very important. And I think that for all of us, it may start off with five minutes or, or 10 minutes. And, and then, can, you know, as we're starting to, to really grow in that. But what I really love is that what you're talking about, you know, you're really long. It's, it's almost like a craving, if you will. And to, to even realize that we were created with that that need that crave because he craves time with us. And for me, I'm blown away by the fact that the creator of the universe craves time, our time with him, uh, you know, and, and craves a, a, us to do that. And nothing thrills him more than, than when, when we do. And that's when we can certainly see uh, 
things to start to happen that uh, on our uh, with just our strength, it would just be impossible. So Caroline, share with us, how can we find out more about your planners? How can we get one for people who've listening or watched today or the recording and think, you know what, I need to get one of those planners. What's the best way for them to do that? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, you can um, go to my website, designedintentionally.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Design Intentionally as well, and Facebook is Design Intentionally. Fantastic. And we'll put uh, those links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE119. One of the things I'm doing, Caroline, for all of my guests is just completing the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? Yes, Fantastic. I would love it. Yes. <laughs> Father God, thank you for the opportunity to spend some time with Caroline today and the reminder that uh, it is so important for us to schedule time, time that we can read your word, the living word. You know, your word is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path, Father. And, you know, as Christian entrepreneurs who are building kingdom businesses, you know, we need to turn to the word. We need to find strength. You know, our weaknesses you make strong. And we can't do that, Lord, if we are not scheduling time with you. So, Father, we just want to encourage people who are listening and are watching today that if they haven't been doing that, not for them to feel guilty or shame at all because that's not what uh, you certainly desire. What you do desire is that they do start to, to plan time, uh, to read your word, to spend time in prayer so that you in turn can uh, guide their steps and continue to, to bless the business that they are growing. Father, we just want to uphold Caroline and her family and her children uh, in prayer to you. Can you continue to bless her as she's working in special education and also growing her entrepreneurial venture? We just ask that uh, more people will hear about uh, the tool that she has created, her planner to support them in, in really carving out that special time uh, with you as they continue to spend time with you, whether they are uh, in a career or, of course, uh, growing their own business. So we just want to ask for your continued blessing on the growth of her business too. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Enjoy the rest of the evening and, of course, uh, your day off tomorrow and, and Mem Memorial Day, which, of course, we know is so important. I think your Memorial Day for us here in Australia and New Zealand and Anzac Day. That that is when we remember the fallen uh, soldiers. Yes. Yep. And uh, okay. yeah. So terrific. So yeah. You know, certainly uh, enjoy that time with your family. And thank you once again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Thank you. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.